0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. They only place with the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. You can find me on Twitter. At Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers and their upcoming football matchup over the next week. But before we do all that, we have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Bray podcast. For one break, we previewed what we are going to do for this week's show. Once again, talk about the NFL playoffs as it's time to go through the divisional round with the Niners taking on the Cowboys. But before we get into that uh, breakdown Want to briefly recap how the Niners did in the wildcard round and how we did with our picks. For our picks, overall, fine. Uh, we ended up splitting. We went one and one. We had the Niners to cover, and we also had the under. The under wasn't close. Uh, I thought the Niners would really be willing to take it easy on Purdy. I thought they'd be willing to run the ball a bunch, kind of like what we saw in the Thursday night game. I thought in Purdy's first playoff game, they really wouldn't, try to put him in risky situations by letting him throw the ball 30-something times. I thought it was going to look like the uh, Super Bowl run with Garoppolo where they ran the ball 30, 40 times with Mostert and company, and I thought they'd kind of replicate that with McCaffrey and with Elijah Mitchell, and Purdy would probably attempt somewhere around 20 passes. That didn't happen. The game started, and they really let Purdy throw it. He struggled a bit early on, bit of nerves. Then he settled in. And he was great at the end of the game. But I'll go through his stats in a bit. Either way, Niners won the game 41-23. The real story was the second half, as the Niners actually trailed at halftime, giving up 17 points in the second quarter, including that really stupid penalty by Ward with one second left in the half to set up a free field goal for Seattle. But either way, second half started, and the Niners imposed their will. Immediate touchdown drive to start the third quarter. 13 plays, 75 yards, 7 minutes, 45 seconds, culminated in the Brock Purdy QB sneak. Then the play of the game happened. You had Geno Smith, who got strip-sacked in plus territory, and after that, the route was on. It it felt like Seattle needed to score on that drive, and when they did not, the win got taken out of their sails, so to speak. The Niners got the momentum they needed, and they rode it to a nice blowout win as they proceeded to score the next uh, 17 points after that. And then you had the garbage time touchdown to Metcalf with a minute and 48 to go, and the Niners won the game comfortably. So we had the under. That wasn't close. But we did have the Niners minus the big spread, and that did get there. So it could have been worse. But I just mentioned the game itself. The Niners, shockingly, I'm joking, they won again. They've won 11 straight. I forgot what it's like for them to lose. They haven't lost in about three, four months. And they've looked like the best team, in my opinion, in the NFL. And you can make an argument that the NFC is weak. So in a Super Bowl... Uh, for of course they still gotta get there, gotta beat the Cowboys, and then either the Eagles or the Giants. But if you're asking me right now who I'd pick to win the Super Bowl, I picked the Niners before the playoffs started. I would still pick them. Purdy, if he continues to play this well, this team is really just, I don't want to say flawless, but it feels that way. Defensively, they haven't been as sharp as they were earlier in the year, but they've still been very solid and offensively with Debo Samuel coming back, and uh, Mitchell didn't do much on the ground, but he had a touchdown in the passing game. This team is so loaded, and they look like they're gelling. They've been gelling for a couple months. They're relatively, or if not fully healthy at this point. They're really, really tough to beat, and that's going to segue us into the actual stats for that game against Seattle. I'll start off with the Niners offense, Purdy was 18 of 30, 332 for yards, three touchdowns and no picks, and he had a rushing touchdown, QBR of 89.5. In the ground game, McCaffrey only had 15 carries, which was a bit of a shock, had the huge 68-yarder to really help out his overall averages. But he had 15 carries for 119, so he had 14 carries for basically 51 without that one outlier carry. So he was fine. Uh, He ended up having a receiving touchdown. Uh, so he had a pretty good overall game. Didn't do much in the passing game, but he stole the touchdown. So he finished with 136 total yards and 17 touches with the touchdown. Uh, Debo Samuel had three carries for 32 yards. He had one 22 yarder early in the game. Purdy had the rushing touchdown. That's basically it. Mitchell had nine carries for two yards. He was awful on the ground. Once again, he salvaged his day with two catches for 25 yards and a touchdown. But nine carries, two yards, he was really, really bad, and he's going to have to play better moving forward. For the receiving core, Debo Samuel went nuts at six carries for 133. And a touchdown, it was that 74-yarder that he ended up breaking in the second half, which really put the game on ice. Ayuk had three catches for 73. Uh, Juwan Jennings had two catches for 41. He was open on a potential touchdown pass late, which was... Um, I'm actually trying to remember if that was overthrown or if Jennings caught it and he got tackled. I think, no, no, no. I believe he caught it. He ended up catching it and he was tackled short of the touchdown, but he was pretty quiet, had a big catch at the end of the game to set up another touchdown. And that was pretty much his overall day. Kittle didn't do much, two catches for 37. I'm not surprised after he torched them for two touchdowns in that Thursday night game. I'm not surprised that Seattle overcorrected and ended up. Uh, just settling for a mediocre game but didn't exactly need to have a big game because everyone else was solid so the point is the Niners offensively were phenomenal and we know that you're looking at Seattle's defense and not a particularly good unit so I wasn't totally shocked that it ended up not working out for Seattle long term in this game the Niners are just better. There's no way around it. Seattle should be happy to be here. They are expected to be a bottom dweller, and they ended up making the playoffs. But they are a pretty mediocre football team, and the Niners are not. And that was kind of the story as the game progressed. But you're looking at everything else. You ended up having the Niners sack Geno Smith three times for negative 25 yards. Uh, Geno had a decent game, though. 253, two touchdowns, one pick. Uh, QBR of 65.8. He also was had the fumble. But the Niners defense, as I said before, had three sacks. Two were by Emanihu, and one was by Armstead, and Bosa had the fumble recovery. As for everything else, Metcalf was very good against Seattle, uh, for Seattle against the Niners, as he had 10 catches for 136 and two touchdowns. He had the 50 yard bomb early in the, uh, in the second quarter, uh, which really was. Some awful coverage. Uh, Ward was really bad in this game, and that was really the main takeaway for negatives for the Niners. Oh, uh, yeah, Ward was not good, and we got to at least bring it up because he's going to have to play better moving forward. But either way, uh, you're looking at however everything else worked out. The Niners really just settled in. They had one bad quarter, and they ended up picking it up after that. But the Niners now move back to another home game, so they're not going to have to travel, and they also have to rest advantage because they played on Saturday – And they're taking on the Dallas Cowboys as the Cowboys were able to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or sorry, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the formerly known Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because I'm sure Brady's going to leave. But either way, the the Niners and the Cowboys both had easy wins. Cowboys was a lot easier because they were up 18-0 at the half. It was 24-0 early in the third quarter. So I do think that even though both teams had an easy go of it, Let's be honest here. Seattle, I think, is a better team than Tampa. I know Tampa beat Seattle in Germany, but you were looking at how those two, two teams played to end the year. Tampa sucks. Like, they're a really bad football team, and it's not surprising because they had a losing record. They were 8-9. and nine. Uh, We all knew they weren't good. People expected Brady to find a way because it's playoff Tom Brady. The team stinks. There's no way around it. Tampa is one of the worst division winners I've ever seen. And I know that there's been a losing record teams or 500 teams in the past that have won divisions. You immediately think of the beast quake run against new Orleans with Hasselback at quarterback where they ended up winning the playoff game against new Orleans. But that Tampa team was so bad all year and they were so boring to watch all year. And the Cowboys basically had a buy in the first round. It was that easy. And now the Cowboys have to travel across country With a two day disadvantage on rest because they played Monday night and San Francisco played a Saturday night. I think it's a big deal. I got to at least bring it up. I think it's a horrible schedule spot for the Cowboys. And they also had a couple injuries. Their safety curse got injured. He's going to play, but I wonder what percentage he's going to be at. We saw Parsons get injured in the first half against Tampa. He stayed in the game. He had a sack later on. But the point is, Dallas' defense a little bit banged up. I know Jason Peters, their offensive lineman, is injured as well he has not practiced yet this week so I'm not sure what his status is going to be but the Niners are the healthier team and I didn't mention by the way Demarcus Lawrence is questionable as well he's going to play but the point is it's worth keeping in mind that Dallas's defense might be a little bit banged up on the offensive line is a little bit I'd say I can't say shorthanded because Peters isn't always in the game they kind of just rotate here and there for some packages. But the point is they might be lacking some reinforcements on the offensive line. But you're looking at the overall spread and total for this game. Niners are minus three and a half, and the over-under is 46. But I'm gonna go through the Cowboys stats first. I kind of just wanted to mention the spread and total, and we can go through it from there. The Cowboys, I said before, won the game comfortably. They won 31 to 14. It was a very weird way to get the 31-14 because the Cowboys had four missed extra points by Maher, which is probably an NFL record. I've never seen a player miss four extra points in a game. It was definitely something to witness. Uh, it's really no other way to put it. Uh, I believe he also missed one last week, or the week prior, I should say, against Washington. So Maher kind of has the yips. I saw the Cowboys brought in, I believe, Vizcaino as a depth kicker. So if... Maher struggles in practice during the week. Maybe they pull the plug, and they end up trying out Vizcaino during the game. But the Cowboys had to kind of bring in a backup kicker just in case. They said they're going to trust Maher, though. I got to bring it up, though, because if Maher does have the yips, once again, he's one for six in his last six extra point attempts, that could decide the game. And if the Cowboys have to rely on field goals, we know the Niners' defense, they're very tough to score touchdowns on, it could be a slippery slope for Dallas in this game if Maher misses his first kick. If he misses his first kick, you might see McCarthy go ultra-aggressive. They might go forward on a bunch of fourth downs, and that could backfire. Or they keep Maher in, and he's going to shank every kick in sight. So i got to at least bring up the kicking situation for Dallas. But that was really the only flaw of their entire game. Uh, The Cowboys were phenomenal in every other aspect. Defensively, they gave up no points in the first two quarters. They were swarming on Brady. Brady had good numbers at the end of the game because he attempted 66 passes. It was pure garbage time. He was awful when the game actually mattered. And you're looking at the Cowboys offense, Dak arguably had the best game of his career. And you could argue statistically speaking, he's had better games. I know he had a 500-yard game against Cleveland a couple of years ago in a game that they lost. But the point is, in a playoff game, Dak had five touchdowns. He had 305 passing yards. He was phenomenal. There's really no way around it. He was 25 of 33 for 305 yards, four passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, sacked one time. QBR of 96.5. He was phenomenal, and you're assuming that the Niners will make life a lot more difficult for him in this game, but the point is Tampa's defense was viewed as being a good unit. I think it was overrated for most of the year, but it's still an above-average unit, and Dak killed this team. So Dak's in good form. We'll see what the Niners can do against him. As for the ground game, Tony Pollard was solid, 15 carries for 77. Elliott did nothing. At 13 carries for 27, and Prescott at 20, 24 yards, including the naked bootleg on fourth down for that rushing touchdown, which was a really big moment into the second quarter. But you're looking at the receiving core. Dalton Schultz did a great job at the tight end position, 95 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Lamb had the massive touchdown there on fourth down late in the game, finished with 68 yards and a touchdown. Gallup had 46 yards and a touchdown. Ferguson had the nice play action reception there for 34 yards and T.Y. Hilton had a pretty big third down conversion on one of those long touchdown drives early on. Uh, Hilton is a, I can't even think of his role officially on the team. I guess he's technically the wide receiver three because Noah Brown's kind of been phased out of the offense, but Hilton has been a pretty clutch option for this team. He hasn't had many catches in terms of quantity but he had the big third-and-30 conversion against Philly earlier this year. And he also had the big third down in the playoff game against the Buccaneers. So, T.Y. has been kind of a nice security blanket. He's kind of embraced the Randall Cobb role, so to speak, on this team. And it's not a bad consolation prize when you get him instead of Odell. And Odell's had his own situation with the uh, getting thrown off a plane and the injury wasn't healing properly, etc., But T.Y. has done a good job of fitting into this team and being a nice veteran security blanket. But as for the defense, they ended up sacking Brady two times. You had Parsons, who had won. I mentioned that before. And Hankins, who had won. They also forced a red zone interception, uh, which was really just a horrible pass by Brady. I don't know where he was throwing it. It looked like he tried to throw it away, and he short-armed the throwaway in a goal-to-go situation. It was really weird, but Curse had a free interception. And besides that, the only issue, once again, was the kicker. But for Tampa, I'm honestly not going to bother going through their stats. They're all inflated. Brady padded his numbers for the entire second half when they were down 24-0. I'm not going to go through the numbers. Tampa sucked. And it's good to see them eliminated because that team was painful to watch. But either way, now time to get into the actual game. Dallas taking on San Francisco. I already mentioned the spread and the total. It's a rematch of last year's first round, but it's a bit different because, of course, that game was in Jerry World, and you had Garoppolo at quarterback, and now you have Brock Purdy. But for this overall game, I am going to take the Niners. I think three and a half is too low. I was shocked it even went to three briefly. I saw a couple of books dancing around three, and I think it's solely based on the Cowboys' reputation and the fact that they just saw the Cowboys look dominant on Monday night. People immediately overreacted and bet the Cowboys because that performance was more fresh in their minds than the Saturday game. But the rest advantage for the Niners is so big. It's the playoffs. You know, each team is gonna have most of their guys playing, but you're basically in week 20. A lot of bang a lot of guys are banged up, and you can use extra time of prep and recovery and the Niners have two extra days. It's a big deal. There are reports going around that Mc- that uh coach McCarthy for the Cowboys was already handing out like film and handing out material on the Niners on the bus ride back from the Tampa stadium. I get it sounds good because they have to maximize the amount of time they have left to prepare for this game. The point is they're cramming a bunch of, s- of actual prep together at the last minute because they basically have a short week to prepare for them. It's a really awful situation for the NFL, and I think the Cowboys got hosed, to be honest with you. Now, I think the Niners were a bad matchup for them anyway, but having two days less of prep in the second round of the playoffs, that's, that's really a joke, and that should never happen again. It's one thing if you want to have the matchup, that's fine, but you should definitely not put... First of all, I think the Monday night playoff game is stupid, to be honest with you. I I understand you're trying to, you know, take advantage of pretty much no competition in the media market, and you're going to get a bunch of viewers, but it's really just bad. You're just giving teams a serious disadvantage, and it's something that really kind of just annoys me because the Cowboys did what they were supposed to do. They dominated a weaker team. But because they played on Monday, now they're screwed. And they're playing a team on Saturday. At least for future reference, move the Monday night. Uh, keep You can keep the Monday night game, perhaps. But make their opponent in the following round play on Sunday instead of Saturday. One day of extra prep. Okay, I guess I can live with it. Two days is crazy. And I got to take advantage of it. So I'm going to take the Niners in this game. I think three and a half for a team that is nine and one at home. They've been dominant at home. I think I have to like the Niners here. The Cowboys looked really good against an awful football team. That's what the Bucs were. They were an awful football team. The Niners are a different animal. I think they're the best team in the league from top to bottom. They're the deepest team, in my opinion. But we know, even though Dak was great last week, he does have 15 interceptions. And I can't look past that. Because when you're against the Niners' defense, which is very, very it's just a great unit it's been weak a little bit lately they've been great in the second half of games but if I think Dak is a serious turnover problem or at least the potential for a turnover problem in this game I think it's going to be really important for the Cowboys to win the turnover battle and I don't think they're going to and you're looking at the actual rush defense numbers the Cowboys are a bottom 10 team in the league in opponent rushing yards per game I think McCaffrey and company might run wild on this team. I think Debo Samuel might get some carries. We saw how good he looked in the past game. Ayuk was good. I think Kittle's going to be solid in this game. Cowboys against tight ends, not great. I know Vanderush came back last week, but I'm not sold in the Cowboys linebacking core against tight ends. I think Kittle could be in line for a pretty solid game here. But the Niners at home, I'm not picking against them. They have extra prep time. They're healthy. You're looking at the offense for the Niners. They've scored at least 37 points in four straight games. Offensively, they've been nuts, and I feel like people haven't talked about it enough. The Cowboys' defense, I think, has been a bit hit or miss. They were good against Tampa. Tampa stinks. Gave up 26 to Sam Howell. Technically 19, or was it 20 because they missed a couple extra points. But the point is they gave up a pick six, and Dak had the worst game of his career. But Howell moved the ball against that team, and I'm a bit concerned by that. They were good against Josh Dobbs. That means nothing to me. Dobbs is a horrible quarterback who is a practice squad guy who had to play because Malik Willis was horrible and Tannehill got injured. They gave up 34 to Minshew and gave up 34 to Jacksonville. It was 40, but he had to pick six. So they gave up 34 there. I'm still not sold on Dallas' defense. I think it's a good unit. I just think at the end of the day, they were fortunate to have some weak offenses on their schedule to end the year. I think Dallas's defense is going to struggle. Their secondary is really not great. You have Diggs, who I like. I think Diggs is a very good corner. He cannot tackle to save his life. He doesn't want to tackle, but he's a very good coverage guy. Does bite on some double moves. He's aggressive, going for interceptions. He's had a great year. The issue is, on the other side, you're looking at the likes of... I mean, you look at all the injuries that Cowboys secondaries had, and they're really, really thin at corner. And I think that could be a problem throughout this game. But for me... Give me the Niners. I think they'll win this game relatively comfortably. Dallas might make it an interesting game for a half, but I think the Niners will wait, Will really take care of business in the second half, and I think that Dak will have some turnovers, which will decide the game. Might be close, but give me the Niners by seven. I think they'll get the job done here. And for this total, give me the over. I do like both offenses in the spot. I said before, the Niners have scored 37-plus points in four straight games. The Cowboys' offense, though, has been solid as well, as they have scored at least 27. And let me just pull this up quickly. Uh, they did not do it against Washington. But to go through their games, uh, let's see. Uh, against Tampa, over. Uh, so over, under, over, 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 over. So for the magic number of 27... That is four straight, five straight, six, seven, eight, nine. They've gone, at, they've gone over twenty-six points in ten of the last eleven. So I see points in this game. I think this number's too low. Uh, it's going to be a little bit colder in California. Uh, it's going to be in the fifties, which isn't bad, but you know you kind, you kind of, we're hoping it'd be in the sixties. Fifty-six though, it's the weather's fine. There's no rain. There's no wind. It's going to be not a non-issue. Total of forty-six. I'm on the over and the Niners can score 30, and the Cowboys should score north of 20. I see points, and I see this game getting into the 50s. For an actual score prediction, give me the Niners to win this game 31 to 24. I think it'll be competitive. I think Dallas might have the ball, the shot to tie the game, but I think the Niners' defense makes enough plays, and I think they can get after Dak, and I think that'll decide the game. So give me the Niners to win the game to cover the spread, and for this game to go over the posted total. Once again... If the Niners win, then, of course, we'll go through the NFC title game next week. If they lose, then we'll recap the season. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they win, and hopefully, they go on to the Super Bowl and beyond. But until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Crispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks?